Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. All right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Talos Takes. I am your stand-in host, Nick Biasini. On today, I'm joined by Edmund Brummagen. Thanks for hey, joining thanks me, for Edmund. Thanks for having All me. All right. So, Edmund, you had a blog recently come out that covered some of the IPFS abuse or interplanetary file system. Uh, could you talk a little bit about what IPFS is and kind of where it's used? Sure. Yeah. So um, IPFS, it's a it's a pretty complex uh, Web3 technology. Um, so if you're interested in, you know, at a low level, how the technology works, architecture and things like that, I highly recommend checking out the uh, documentation on the IPFS website. But at, at a really high level, um, it's effectively a decentralized peer-to-peer network uh, that's designed to facilitate the storage and hosting of content uh, that can be made accessible to the internet. It was primarily designed to eliminate uh, centralized control of large numbers of resources on the internet to enable um, users to circumvent restrictions that may be based in, in the countries that they're from, censorship, things of that nature, and to uh, create a more de- uh, decentralized, resilient network for storing files and accessing files. Uh, it's used in a lot of different applications. I think the, the most widely kind of known application is its use in non-fungible tokens or NFTs, which are kind of a pretty hot topic right now. Um, when you think about when you buy an NFT, you're effectively buying um, some metadata that contains a link to an image file. And that image is typically going to be stored within the IPFS network. Okay. That makes perfect sense. I mean, since we're talking file hosting, I'm sure attackers are going to abuse it. And that's kind of what your blog is is based on. Can you talk a little bit about how we're seeing it abused by attackers? Sure. I, I would break down the uh, the two kind of main uh, ways that it's being abused is, uh, you know, across phishing campaigns where attackers are trying to harvest credentials and malware distribution campaigns. And the way attackers are using IPFS is they're basically using it as a next gen form of bulletproof hosting because the the content that is made available within IPFS is mirrored across a large number of systems that are participating in the network, it's very resilient to take down attempts, law enforcement intervention, and things of that nature. And as a result, attackers are able to store malicious components that are used during the attack process within IPFS. So for the purposes of like phishing campaigns where they're trying to harvest credentials, historically, we've seen that they've stood up uh, login pages that are made to appear as if they're associated with you know, major providers, Microsoft, Google, things of that nature. And what they'll do is they'll trick victims into navigating to the, these login portals and entering their credentials, which are then, you know, transmitted to the to the attacker. So historically, they've used compromised websites and malicious infrastructure that the attacker may control to host these websites, these login pages. What we're seeing now is they're actually storing the contents and hosting the pages within the IPFS network. So when you think about the kind of byproduct of that, historically, we could contact a hosting provider and they would take that malicious content down. Uh, you could block access to a specific domain and no one would be able to access that, that content anymore. Uh, and all of that is no longer the case with IPFS. That's really the, the benefit that attackers are seeing. Uh, there's no centralized authority that's policing the content within IPFS. And because it's mirrored across multiple systems, you know, it's very resilient to being able to, to be taken down and it gives it a much longer life cycle and, and usability for the attacker. Likewise, with malware distribution, a lot of the same principles apply. Um, instead of hosting their malware payloads within uh, compromised websites on the internet uh, or things of that nature, they're hosting the contents within the IPFS network, which means it's much, much more difficult to prevent victims from accessing those malicious contents. 
That makes perfect sense. And I know the gateways are the primary way that people access these content. And I know that generally there's not supposed to be a way for this content to be blocked or removed. But have you seen any indications that some of these gateways are starting to implement uh, blocking or any any type of restrictions on content that's hosted on IPFS? Sure. Well, uh, let me let me kind of describe what an IPFS gateway is just to kind of, you know, make sure everyone's on the same page. So when you make content available within the IPFS network, you can access that content in two methods, right? You can install an IPFS client application on your system that joins your system to the IPFS network directly and makes content available. Or you can access that content from any system on the internet by using IPFS gateways that have been implemented by a, a large number of organizations around the world uh, that effectively when you request uh, a content from within IPFS, you use the IPFS gateway as your kind of URL broker, and it will actually identify the content where it's stored in IPFS, and it will actually grab the content and then serve it up to you, similar to how Tor to Web or I2P.re works for the Tor network in, in I2P. It allows systems on the internet to access content within IPFS without requiring them to install software to do so. So as a, as a result, you know, that, that's the primary mechanism, how victims are being kind of directed into the IPFS network to retrieve the malicious content. Um, so there's a variety of IPFS gateways out there. During my research, I did observe a, a small number of situations where phishing kit infrastructure was, the access was being blocked to that uh, by the IPFS gateway that, that was being used uh, in the attack. However, as is probably obvious with a large amount of malicious content within IPFS, um, that's largely a game of, of whack-a-mole. And in that situation, uh, while a single IPFS gateway may block access to that content, it's still in IPFS. And all you have to do from an attacker standpoint is change which IPFS gateway your attacks are using and the attack continues to work. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So since this is kind of an emerging thing that we're starting to see attackers use, what what can organizations do about IPFS? I know that there's some challenges there, but to just kind of talk high level about what some options are. So the main recommendation I have is, right, if, you, if you're an organization and you're not largely associated with Web3, uh, you're not, you know, doing business related to non-fungible tokens or NFTs, and you don't have any real reason to be interacting with the IPFS network, um, I would highly recommend simply blocking access to the IPFS gateway. So there's a list of IPFS gateways that's kind of maintained by the maintainers of the IPFS project. Um, so you can go at any given point in time and you can pull a list of IPFS gateways. If you don't need to be able to communicate with them and access content within the IPFS network, um, I'd recommend just you know all out blocking them if you can. Um, there are some challenges. Uh, browsers are starting to uh, make IPFS uh, content retrieval natively supported within them. So, you know, the, this is something that you should definitely continue to monitor um, as it's an evolving threat. Uh, we're starting to see a lot more activity and um, a lot more support for ways to access content within IPFS. But for right now, I think a, a large mitigation strategy would be to just simply block access to IPFS within, you know, your proxies, content filters and, and things like that. All right. Makes perfect sense. Well, thank you for joining me today, Edmund, and talking about IPFS. Uh, as always, we'll be here talking about tallow stakes and bringing the threats that are top of mind to us to y'all. Thanks a lot. Have a good one.